how do we prosper? Like, what are the jobs of the future going to look like? And from there, we are trying to reverse engineer and come up with curriculum. And we both focus on business and personal development. Welcome to Heroes of Purpose, the movement of established and emerging leaders taking a stand to change the world through purpose-driven entrepreneurship. And welcome to the Heroes of Purpose podcast, where we talk with the successful entrepreneurs in our community who teach you and our programs how to use purpose-driven entrepreneurship to make a difference and create a meaningful impact on earth. I'm your host, George Mason Lante. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, George Mason Lante. And today we have a very special guest, Virginia Salas Casilio. So this is a very special interview to me. I did it alongside my co-founder, Quentin Ruiz. And Virginia was actually one of the very key people in my life who helped introduce me to this community of purpose-driven entrepreneurs that plays such an integral part in what we are doing with Heroes of Purpose and with our various programs. So I hope you all enjoy this interview. Virginia is an absolutely incredible guide for all of us. And yeah, enjoy the show. We are honored to have our beautiful friend and mentor, Virginia Salas Castillo. Virginia is the founder of I Trust You, an amazing movement that is about bringing humanity closer together. And she just has an incredible background from having managed billions of dollars at Apple and Oracle to going on to be the number one female Snapchat business influencer in the world, being named named by Inc. Magazine as one of the top women to change the world. Such an honor to have you here today. It's amazing to be here, Liz. Yeah. And thank you so much for your time and energy and just your presence, even from the meditation. So to begin, we just want to ask you some questions that would be able to help our audience too, especially with just your experience with transformational work. So for you, can you tell us about one type of transformation or one transformational experience that made a big difference in your life? Hmm. Uh, I'm a really big fan of events. Hmm. I think they're really important, um, especially like us, the entrepreneurial types. Uh, We for a long time, you know, depending on what our environment was, but we often walk alone in the journey and we're the ones who have all the crazy ideas and, you know, one business idea, like a day at least, um, and different projects and passions and things. And so I was always very much just by myself with that. And, um, when I was living also in the South of Spain and I was working at, at Oracle, like you mentioned, and I was making around five to $6,000 a month, like depending on what my commission was. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of the friends that I'd made outside of work, they were earning like $400 a month, you know? And so, um, already I kind of felt like financially very established and, um, Like I was, you know, uh, like ahead of things, but also very alone because anytime I had a great idea of a business or whatever that I wanted to create, I actually, the, one of the first, um, projects that I started working on back then when I was working at Oracle was called voice. And I wanted to create the first, um, voice message based social media platform. Um, and that was like two years before anchor. 
And um, yeah, because I'd always voice message. So I was like, this is going to be the next thing. People can have their own personal podcast and all this kind of stuff. And you could be sitting in the car and you could just listen to your feed and listen to everyone's thoughts oh, of the day. Yeah. Totally. And I got like designers on it and everything. And like our interface actually was beautiful because I got people from Oracle that had like great background and stuff like that. But then, you know, no funding and like, you know, <laughs> we're not paying people that eventually it sort of fizzles out. But a real changing point of my life then um, from being in that position. And that's why I'm kind of also telling the backstory so that we can sort of see the context is like, what is the type of life that we're living? And when is that moment of impact that makes all the difference? And uh, for me, the first catalyst was actually on a Tinder date. Really? Uh, Tell us more about that. <laughs> uh, so his name was Morton and he was from Norway and like it wasn't so much of a romantic connection, but it was more of like a soul connection, like a soul brother where you're just like talking, talking, talking and just like minds exploding. And um, he had kind of come from the pickup artist space as like, you know, often I feel like men do when they come then into the transformational space because then a shift happens because they're having so much interaction with people and, you know, emotions and, and patterns and so then he turned into um, a personal development coach and um, came in contact with this guy named uh, Jamie Smart, who wrote this book called Clarity, who's amazing. And so he was like, that was like, he was my wake up call. He was like, what are you doing? You've been on YouTube for, you know, back then it was like eight, nine years and you have all this talent. You can do like, you can do so much and you've worked at all these companies like great, you know, good for you that you've worked at Apple and at Oracle, but he's like, you can do anything in the world. And I was like, huh, like that really started my process. And then, and I, I never had anyone to film videos with, like, it was my favorite thing. Like I would just like, I could film videos all day, every day about everything, you know, like me driving in my car, me dressing up in, you know, Care Bear onesies and dancing or like talking about business or whatever it is. Um, and none of my friends, you know, like reluctantly, but I was always the leader and I never had other people that were showing me new things that were outside of my scope. And so he was filming these viral videos that were like social experiments. And so he's like, Oh, I want to do this viral video about hugging strangers for 20 seconds. Right. Cause when you hug someone for 20 seconds, that's when the oxytocin is released. And I was like, amazing let's do it you know and it definitely was a growth edge for me it pushed me out of my comfort zone and it was I you know I've been doing this for a while but suddenly I had someone else that was the the guide and helping me and you know he had his like team there with the cameras and we brought other friends together and we just like went out into the streets of Spain and just started hugging strangers for 20 seconds and um Beyond that, um, he was then speaking at a conference in Zurich, which was called Lifestyle Design Convention. And he invited me to come as one of his plus ones. And so, and I didn't know anything about the conference or, or, you know, why I was meant to be there, but it was like, Hey, that's like a cool situation, right? That's like a cool opportunity. Your friend is speaking and you can come and like, you know, be there as like one of the guests or whatever for free. Awesome. And so he asked me like once and then we never talked about it again. And then it was like three days before the event. And I was like, uh, he's like, so I'll see you in Zurich. Right. I was like, dude, you didn't send me any details. I don't even know. Why. I was like, I didn't book the flight. And then I checked the prices and it was like 400 euros, 500 euros or something before it would have been like a hundred euros. So I was like, it's only three days before the event. It's so expensive. This is, you know, an edge for me because I was planning to kind of quit my job soon and everything. Um, but then like 
I felt that intuition that I had to be there. Like, even if this was, you know, a jump for me. And so I was like, whatever, you know, like got over the emotions of being upset that he hadn't followed up with me on it. And I booked the flights and I went to Zurich and that event changed my life completely. Like it was my catalyst in seeing other people for the first time that were doing this, that were doing this work that had created millions of dollars online through a blog or something like that. You know what I mean? And started and then become, became multiple authors. And, um, I was just sitting there soaking in every single talk. So amazed, like so in love, like moved to tears. And that night of just the first day of this, it was a two day event. The first night I stayed up until four o'clock in the morning on my laptop and I was editing this hugging strangers video. Right. Cause I had also had taken my own footage. Right. So it was like kind of both of us collaborating on this video. And so I did like a voiceover and that became, I, I watched that video. And after being at this point on YouTube for eight or nine years, I watched the video and I was like, this is the first piece of content that I've ever made that feels like it's me. Uh Like it's actually representing who I am as a human being and not just me trying to go viral or me trying to be like other people or like I had come into a deeper space of truth and it was, it was beautiful. And that's, catapulted the whole journey. And then, you know, a year later I quit my job and then I went into a hundred dollars a month mastermind, which then brought me to a fest and then a fest was a whole. And so I say a lot of it was, you know, through events, through coming with other entrepreneurs that just blew my mind. Wow. That's so (laughs) incredible. I love that. And I love the it's the fascinating steps that people take into, you know, finding the different groups of people and the groups of people that really wake us up to the next level. So I want to go into something that you mentioned. One of the, you know, one of the, there are two of the most things that are just so interesting about you are, of course, your background in business and your background in transformation. You know, that's really what interests us the most at Hero. And so I'm super curious. So you mentioned how you were doing all this work, you know, trying to go viral and all of that. And then you started to find this side of yourself that's, wow, I can do that in a way that's authentic. And of course, now when you're moving into I Trust You, it's even more authenticity. It's like the full range of authenticity. And so tell us a little bit about what are some tips for not just going viral, but going viral in a way that is fully authentic like Mm -hmm. that. And that's fully sort of whatever conscious carries with it in the viral content sphere. Totally. So virality has a lot to do with actually technical things Mm -hmm. as well. For example, having the right length of a video, having text on the video, making sure that the first three, four seconds are really attention grabbing, you know? And then of course the content has to be extraordinary and, and be relatable and fit. Right. So, um, I was meeting with one of mine Valley's, um, former videographers the other day and, you know, he's worked with Jay Shetty and he's Mm. worked with a lot of these amazing, like inspirational people. And so there's a certain way to, to edit videos and to cut videos. And so if you just go and you just model goal cast or, 
you know, AJ plus and all other viral platforms. And, you know, if you're a conscious entrepreneur right now trying to go viral, just have a look at the content of other conscious entrepreneurs and watch the way that they're editing. And so with the editing, you can already do a lot to boost the engine because you're optimizing for the viewer because most of the viewers are viewing silently. Mm. And so if you have the subtitles, you can have the greatest video ever, but if there's no subtitles, I mean, you know, and it, the content might be extraordinary and then it'll, it'll go viral. But if you would have put subtitles in that video, the viral potentiality could be, you know, anywhere between three to 10 X, you know? And so it's a, it's a really big difference. And so there's like different formulas that I would recommend from a technical standpoint using. Um, and then the thing is obviously the content. And so you know, in, in our circle, the way that we talk and the things that we express and the depth that we go into, you know, spirituality and angels and things like that, it doesn't resonate with every, everyone, you know, it's kind of like going to someone who is currently working at, you know, Dairy Queen or McDonald's or whatever, and going to them and being like, Hey, do you want to be a millionaire? do you want to make a million dollars? Cause like, guess what? Like I have the secrets. Like I know how to make you a million dollars. That is so like, you seem like a magical pixie fairy right now that is just talking gibberish. And it doesn't make sense to them because right now where they are, they haven't even thought to ask for a million dollars, you know? And so it's really about communicating to them in a way that they understand. For example, how would you like to earn just as much as you do at McDonald's, but doing something that you love? doing something that's fun, you know, not standing behind a cashier or whatever. Suddenly people are like, okay, you know, what you got? <laughs> like, I'm interested. Like, well, you know, because if you start with that, there's just the million dollars is just, it just seems so far fetched. And so when you were talking about virality and creating content that can be shared, it's, it's often important not to go so out of context in terms of what, what people just aren't used to. And so using, a lot more simplified, relatable language uh, that's easy to understand, um, and but is still pointing towards the same thing. And I feel like a lot of of what we talk about, and a lot of you know, going past the matrix and you know, and, and the other spectrum, is actually just energy. And so I can use the most simplest words with you, but have such a deep intention of love, and you will understand them. And so I don't need to talk about our chakras and, you know, like yeah. all this kind of stuff, you know, but I can just be very clear. And so I think that's important with as a conscious entrepreneur, trying to create inspirational content that will go viral, keep it simple, keep it easy, you know, keep it short. And then, I mean, like look at Jason Silva, for example, I mean, that guy's like on a whole different dimension, you know, and if, if Jason Silva's like videos, um, were to be even like a little bit more simplified for, for, for some people. I mean, they would even go more viral, you know? And so it, it also just depends. It's like, how viral do you want to go? And do I maybe just want to speak to a certain type of audience that really understands this language? You know, there's, there's a lot to unpack in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that so much. And I really like what you said at the end too about, the energy being transmitted and about how it can be said in very simple terms. And it's so true. We had an amazing speaker here last night. His name was Gavin and he's a, you know, seven figure. I think he does 3 million a year for e-commerce. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, it was just at one point, the way he was talking about his perspective shift, you know, you would have been able to tell if he had experienced the perspective shift mm -hmm. he had, you want to have felt, you want to have felt it in the way that he said it. It was, it was very simple words he was saying, but the way he was transmitting it, it was just unpacking more and more layers of the ways that we view reality. And yeah, I think that's one of the most interesting parts of this whole thing because it really is just about you know our awareness and the biggest difference between someone who is currently working at mcdonald's and on that path and someone who is doing an extremely good job making seven figures more than anything else it's the it's the awareness but even more than that it's the energy and the emotion they've cultivated along the things that they're aware of I think it's so interesting. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And moving on a little bit to the next topic, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about I Trust You University and what you have going on. And even more specifically, we one of the biggest things that we like to talk about at Hero is about impact and the impact that we're making on the world. So for you, how is I Trust You University making an impact on the world? Yeah. So our the first place that we started like with these t-shirts is connection. So anyone you can see wearing this shirt, you can hug them. And so that's, you know, combating depression, suicide, loneliness, disconnection that we have in society, the giving permission to touch, which is so important and powerful. And after bringing this out, you know, into the world, into our ambassadors, we felt like they needed more support. Like they were, because when you wear this shirt, it's something starts happening within you because you start receiving. It's like, it's almost like a, a wearable law of attraction because the, it invites the universe into you more because by you saying, I trust you, you are just opening yourself up for more love. <laughs> that's just how simple it is you know because when you wear the shirt other people they stop and i don't know if you've worn your shirt you know um around in social situations or whatever but people will usually stop you either ask you about it what it is or just look at you straight and say i trust you too mm. and um so the next logical step feeling that our ambassadors in our community needed more support was education and because things started coming up because people started getting transformations just by wearing the shirt. And it's like, what now? Suddenly I'm, I'm living in this environment where I'm having, you know, like kind of how me I was before is being that little golden sheep that wants to, you know, play and build things <laughs> and everyone just being like, well, like, I don't understand. What are you talking about? Like, you're talking like unicorn space jam right now. <laughs> and, um, so it's really about creating a space for, for people that are starting to question the current educational system that has told them that they need certain certifications, qualifications in order to be respected, extraordinary human beings in our society, right? And in order to also gain financial security, which should be you know, a human right. And mm. at the moment, if you look at the fact that 
you know, in America alone, the average student, so depending if you go to community college or Ivy League or whatever the range is, you know, there's all sorts of ranges, but on average, if you calculate all those together, the American student is paying $30,000 a year just in college tuition fees. Like, I don't know about you, but coming into my adulthood and into my life with $120,000 or $200,000 of debt is completely crippling and just should not exist in our, in our culture right now with the, with the resources that we have and with the, the abundance of knowledge and YouTube and all these other forms. And there is still this, um, societal construct that, that is, making us believe that we need to have certain things and have certain little stars and grades and things that will make us more worthy. And so we're really trying to just hold space for a different solution and um, give people the possibility of courses that I believe and that we believe are what is going to be the future of humanity. Where, like, how do we prosper? Like, what are the jobs of the future going to look like? And from there, we are trying to reverse engineer and come up with curriculum. And we both focus on business and personal development, which is, you know, as you just said, I feel like that's the, the really beautiful symbiosis that leads to just an incredible life. Mm. Um, and so we've brought nine professors together that have, you know, extraordinary backgrounds that are international speakers that are very successful in business at, you know, seven and six figures. And they are the ones that are bringing their knowledge, their experience of, you know, some of our professors have been doing this for 25 years and are like at the top of their game and bringing this knowledge and totally transmitting, um, you know, to our students. Heroes, would you like to experience what it's like to be a purpose-driven entrepreneur? This summer, we're hosting Hero Experience Remote, an online program where you will find a mission that inspires you, build an audience for a purpose-driven brand you create and a team of your peers, and most importantly, become connected to over 10 established entrepreneurs leading the program who will be there to guide your journey for life. Imagine yourself jumping on calls with Inc. Magazine's top-ranked entrepreneurs change the world, NASA space scientists, and people running multi-million dollar companies that are actually making the world a better place. When you enroll in Hero Experience, you will automatically provide a scholarship to the program for a student in need. These are students with brilliant minds whose families sometimes make less than one or $2,000 per month. By enrolling, you automatically provide these people with a chance to change their lives. And by taking the program beside them, you realize just how much good we can all do in the world. Participants in our programs have gone on to become best-selling authors, launch six-figure sustainable e-commerce products, and raise seven-figure venture capital rounds for purpose-driven companies. After only 10 hours a week for four weeks, you will walk away with a blueprint for how to make an impact while creating an income and following your passion. Go to heroesofpurpose.com slash programs to apply. If you're listening to this after the summer, there's sure to be something else that's even more enticing. That's heroesofpurpose.com slash programs. Say you're a listener of this podcast and we'll make sure to forward your application. Now back to the show. I love it so much. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's completely the new model of education. And I just love the way that 
you really unpacked it so much and so well there, especially comparing it to university. Just the way that, okay, you can go and learn and spend, you know, four, five, six, ten times, way more than ten times more money learning from someone who, granted, is a brilliant person as everyone is, but went through university and then a PhD program, and then maybe a little bit more than to go back to teaching versus someone who built a six or seven figure business and is now teaching directly from experience Mm -hmm. into exactly what people want to do. 100%. And I would say one of my other like really important parts with what I'm trying um, trying to solve is, is time is the amount of time that we are giving away to education. Um, when I went to university myself, I was very fortunate to you know, be born into Germany. And so I was able to study in Austria completely for free. My um, you know, s- semester tuition fee was an administration fee of 16 and a half euros, which is like $20. And, you know, where I, and I still have actually some debt from that time that I was studying because the government was supporting me, um, and helping me like just live and pay my rent and all that kind of stuff and and eat with giving me loans. So I still have probably, I would say like around five or six grand in loans that I need to pay back, you know, which is also like, that's still something like on my mind. Like it's, it's a, it's a part of that. But at the same time, it was a lot of my time that went into doing that. And I got to university and I noticed that people were only taking five, six classes a week. I was like, why? This doesn't make any sense. And so I actually took double the amount out of everyone else. And I, and I studied double as fast because Mm -hmm. I was able to do, you know, do my own learning, but that was also just me being young and lazy. Like if (laughs) I knew kind of like what I know now and I really believe in collapsing timelines and our programs are between six to nine weeks, right? I don't want you studying with us for the next four or five years. I mean, I do believe that learning is a consistent process, but it's not going to take you four or five years to start creating an amazing career for yourself and, and, and abundance for yourself and your family. That should take a maximum of six months and not you know, three, four, 10 years sometimes. And that's the thing that I have an issue with is because I'm very committed to the regeneration of earth and to bringing, you know, uh, more sustainable measures into our day-to-day life. And the solutions are not going to come from someone now going away and getting a PhD for 10 years. We need the solutions now. And so we actually don't even have that type of time anymore for this old structure because, like by then, you know, all of our water is going to be polluted and we're just going to be filled with garbage everywhere. Yeah, so true. And so oh. just want to make a quick comment on that, too. One thing that I particularly loved about what you said is a lot of people try to say we're going to be the alternative education or we're going to combat the system and go at them. But for you, you use very intentional language and in saying you're holding space for different solutions. And I just absolutely love that because we have to invite people in to the alternative because if we combat it too much head on, then we're not going to be able to make the difference that we need to. In time. 100%. And I would also love us to actually partner with existing universities exactly. and be a complementary mm. program. Yes. Or for example, that their credits can actually be used. Like what the courses that they take with us can go to credits towards Yale or Cambridge mm. or Harvard, you know, where 
where and, and we can just help and support so that they can get even more and better and fresh content, right? I mean, like, you know, for example, one of our professors is 12-year-old Hannah Lee Swan yeah. and bringing her program also into schools, you know, how to be an unstoppable kid in conscious parenting. Like, what could be more important than actually empowering children to not ask themselves, what am I going to be when I grow up? I actually started listening to the book by Michelle Obama yesterday, mm -hmm. Becoming Michelle. And she actually starts, the, like the first thing that she starts with, like on the first page, I was listening to it on Audible, but I'm assuming that it was on the first page <laughs> still, um, was that the question that we ask our kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? which is such a silly question. I mean, in so many ways, but the point that she makes is that she says, as if there is ever a time where you grow up, where there is an end, like there's only one thing. And she's like, we are constantly evolving. We are constantly moving. And so you're not going to be a fireman or a doctor or whatever. And, and she also said that when she was small, she started answering pediatrician because she loved to be around other kids. But she also noticed that the grownups really liked it when she said that she would want to be a doctor, you know, and she was getting all of that kind of social feedback. Oh, doctor, what a smart little girl you are. And, um, that, you know, and she said, and then she was talking about everything that she'd done, all of her different jobs. Right. And she was like, yeah. And then I was on, on the board of a nonprofit and I, you know, was here a senior at a hospital and I did this and I did this and then this, and then I was first lady, you know what I mean? And, and like, and then I have, you know, this job. And so, really understanding that this is a lifelong process an evolution that we are all constantly going through. And the more that we enrich ourselves and, and also if I could just nerd out for us one more second <laughs> on education, of course, um, is that I really want to, um, reevaluate our relationship that we currently have to education, because I feel that it is like one of fear, one of testing, one of, there's a wrong and there's a right. And, um, you know, these opinions are not valid and you need to hand in the homework this certain way. And that's how it's going to be valid. And if you go, you know, out of lines and off the track and into the space of creativity, then that suddenly isn't valid. Um, like for example, kids writing entire essays for homework about how they don't want to do their homework. I mean, that's brilliant. That should be given an A plus, you know what I mean? Because it's creative writing. And so imagine someone handing in a 40 page essay around that. I mean, that's just a golden star right there, you know? Um, and so I really want to bring education and learning to a, a space of, of freedom, love, connection, passion, mm. instead of institutionalized fear and yes. testing. I love it so much. And yeah, thank you so much for the beautiful work that you're doing in this space. And I'm just so grateful for every single one of us and everyone in our tribe and just all the conscious entrepreneurs who are just doing all of the great things for, for the world from every single angle. And so just so much gratitude. And so to close off, uh, just for a final question, mm -hmm. what does being a hero mean to you? So there's a, an emotional spectrum, right? So, and, and very simply, like all there really is, is fear and love, 
right? So it's like, you know, day and night, like the duplicities and plus and minus. And so there's fear and there's love. And in the side of fear, there's um, jealousy, pain, you know, discomfort, and it, it goes down. And, and you know, and, and then in love, there's, there's, there's joy and connection and passion. And, and right in the middle between fear and love, you know, there's that decision point, there's that bridge. And what you need to jump over to the other side is courage. And so to me, being a hero is embracing that courage Mm -hmm. is really stepping forth from, from a place of fear because a, a hero isn't fearless. A hero has fear. You know, we all have fear, like, especially as an entrepreneur stepping outside of the status quo and bringing your ideas out into the world, standing basically naked and saying, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. There is fear involved, but you're a hero in that moment where you decide to have courage and step into love and step into you know, the, the, the public room, the public eye of everyone and, and still go for what you believe in. And so it, it means a great deal to me. And I, I really believe that, that, you know, everyone, everyone here watching everyone that is a part of, of being in an energetic space of saying, I will do more. Mm. I love that so much. Mm. Uh, Incredible. Heroes, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review in iTunes. We genuinely care about your feedback. We don't want this to be a one-way conversation. And every review helps us provide you with even more value. As we mentioned in the middle of the episode... Every student who enrolls in Hero Experience Remote automatically provides a scholarship to the program for a student in need. If you have people in mind you think would be a great fit for a scholarship, be sure to visit heroesofpurpose.com programs in order to nominate them. Once again, that's heroesofpurpose.com programs. You might just change a life.